open your Bibles to the book of Genesis. I want to deal with one verse today. <clears throat> one verse. We've walked down the aisles of <clears throat> Abraham. And just in case you didn't know, um, Abraham <clears throat> or Abram, <clears throat> his call from God um, was delayed. Well, let me say this. His obedience to the call was delayed. Um, and, and I don't believe that he, like, intentionally didn't do it. But I believe that he did play a part in it, though. And sometimes when God tells you to do something, sometimes we hesitate. Uh, we use the excuses. Amen. And maybe the circumstance not to truly obey. So we're going to pick up in verse 8 now. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 12, verse 8. It says, uh, well, let me read verse 7 for those of you who weren't here last week. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your descendants, I will give this land. He's in Canaan now. He's moved from Haran, the place that he was stuck at. Amen. <clears throat> and now here he is. Amen. The text says, so he built an altar there to who? The Lord who had appeared to him. Then he proceeded from there to the mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon what? The name of the Lord. I want to title this message, What to Do When You're Stuck Between Bethel and Ai. Amen? What to do when you're stuck between Bethel and Ai. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace and mercy. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Created me a clean heart, Lord, and Use me for your glory. Touch the hearts of your people this morning. And may their hearts be receptive to the word. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God, amen. Settling or stuck, amen. But what do you do when you've taken a leap of faith? Um, when you leave the place that you were stuck at? For a long time. <clears throat> Y'all follow me? Here's the thing about Abram. Abram was settled and stuck in a place. For a very long time. I told you. Possibly about 60 years. Then when he took the leap of faith. He goes out. And does exactly what God tells him to do. He leaves his place. Only to get to a place. Where he has to make decisions. I believe that sometimes when we take a leap of faith. <clears throat> we. Believe somehow. That everything is supposed to be easy. 
because we have obeyed God. Is that making sense? Imagine doing exactly what you felt that God was calling you to do. And then when you do it, you get deeper into it and you found out, you find out, man, this is harder than I thought. The thing about Abram saints, you got to know is that he did not know what was, what was ahead, but in his Obedience to God. He comes to a place where he's getting to know God. Listen to me real good. A lot of us say we're walking by faith. But we don't know the one that we're walking with. Don't really know him. You follow what I'm saying? And when you get to the place where you believe that God wants you and maybe... Your expectation was different than you imagined it to be. Can you imagine like he's going to Canaan and then he's imagining a land flowing with milk and honey. Canaan was a rich land, right? But then when he gets there, the Canaanites are there. (laughs) When he gets there, there's obstacles that still lie ahead of him. I told you last week that when you look at Abram last week, what you see in essence is how to step out on faith. But I want to talk to you about how to deal with the things, those details of walking by faith. You see, when Abram got to Canaan, the first thing he did is he found the place where he would receive revelation. Remember that? The Mount of Moray. He got to the place where he would receive special revelation. Because that place, Moray, was where the pagans would receive their omens and all this other stuff. But he took that place and transformed it into a place, come on somebody, where God would speak to him. Are you with me? Then he found the place where he can experience the presence of God. You with me? See, you and I have to ask ourselves a question is, and the question is this, where I worship, come on somebody, is the presence of God there? And is there a word from the Lord? Are you with me? Because when you walk by faith, you and I will need instructions from God. When we look back, we see that he was stuck, but now he's no longer stuck or settling because he's not staying in the same place for a very long time. Can I help somebody with something? Until you find the place where God wants you to settle, come on somebody, you have to keep on moving by faith. So we come to verse 28 now. I gave you the backdrop. And he says, the text says, then he proceeded from where? From there to where? To the mountain. Now the question is, if you got to the place of Moray, why would you leave there and go to the mountain? First thing I want to give you is this. Abram decided... 
not to repeat the past. You see, you can get to a place in your faith where you become so comfortable, but you are repeating the stuff from the past. Some things look familiar. Watch this. And and he could have stayed at Moray. When you come out your mess, you'll realize that there's a better place for you. Do I have anybody? You, You may get mesmerized by the new life that you're living, but keep on going, saints. Don't settle just because life becomes a little bit more comfortable. Are you with me? Now the question I have is, why the mountain? The mountain is the place where I say you have an advantage. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to help somebody today. See, when he was in Haran, he never went higher than where his dad could see. Oh, come on application right quick. You understand what I'm saying? So on his own walk, in his walk, in his journey, he decided that I'm not going to stay down. I'm going to rise higher than where I used to be. And I want to help somebody with something today. If you're going to walk by faith, you can't just settle just because you get revelation, just because you got inspiration, just because you got worship. You have to keep climbing higher in your faith So that you can get to a vantage point where you can see the enemy coming. Abram moved from there to where? Tell your neighbor, we're going high. (laughs) How many want to go high? How many want to be at a position of where you have the, you have the advantage? Come on, somebody, where you can see it so clearly. You know, I can see clearly now. Amen. I can see what's coming at me. And, and, and Abram decided that I'm not going to stay where I used to be. I'm not going to keep repeating. I mean, keep repeating the past. Oh, don't tell on yourself. Amen. There are some lessons that if you didn't learn it when you were at the bottom, when you get to the top, you're going to repeat it and you're going to scale right back down to the bottom. So Abram went up, hello somebody, to the what? To the mountain. Now watch the text now. It says he went up to the mountain. From there to the mountain, I should say. On the east of Bethel. And what did he do? He pitched his tent. Now you kind of get an idea what life was like. Your body, the Bible says that this body is like a tent. All right? When this earthly tent. Amen. Abram pitched a tent east. Did it say? On the east of Bethel. He pitched a tent there. That word for pitch. It has the idea of something eternal. Now, what do you do when you're stuck or when you're between choices? Lord have mercy. Can I tell you something? The moment that you step out on faith, the moment you get to an advantage point where you can see everything, 
the devil is not going to leave you alone. He is always going to put or present choices to you. And so what I believe Abram did this time though, Abram decides this time he was going to seek something what? Ah. Whatever you choose, make sure that your choice is eternal. Lord have mercy. And the reason why he pitched a tent is because he knew that life is what? Temporary, but his spiritual life is eternal. Oh, I'm hoping somebody, I'm, I hope I'm hoping somebody. Are you with me? And, and watch this, watch this. His last journey, he was seeking clout per se. <laughs> because when he left with his daddy, the Bible says when they got to Haran, watch this, they accumulated wealth. They had become so prosperous. They had become so wealthy. They became prominent in the wrong place. And he saw what that got him. His daddy died never fulfilling the mission that he set out to do. And so what I'm saying, saints, I don't know where you are in your life right now, but I don't know what you're seeking, but I want to say this time, make it different. This time, decide in your heart rather than seeking things that are, that are earthly, seek some things that are eternal. Can I help you with something? Prayer is eternal. The, the word of God is eternal. Growing in your faith is eternal. And everything you learn about God here on earth will follow you into what? Eternity. Are you following me? He learned from his last mistake. And he decided that this time, rather than staying permanently at Moray, I'm going to pitch a tent because guess what? It's temporary. Are you with me? Watch the text. Text says, and with Bethel on the west, with what? Bethel on the west. Now, <laughs> so I got to do a little bit more research on this. So Bethel was not really named Bethel at this time. It was Luz. Not lugs, luz, L-U-Z, right? So Abram didn't know that he was camping at a place where Jacob would rename this place. Oh, come on. Y'all with me? Okay, all right. Watch this. Bethel, the name Bethel means the house of God. Didn't say he pitched his tent in Bethel. It says he pitched his tent what? East of Bethel. So what does that mean? What is he doing? Well, let's just ask a question. What is he doing? What is he doing? He's camping east of Bethel. Bethel is on the what? West side? West side. At uh. AI is on the what? 
So what is he doing? He's evaluating. He's evaluating. He's, he has to make what? A decision. So let me ask you a question. Well, let me break the news to you. Bethel represents the house of God. Ai represents the world. Ai is where the Canaanites were. So let me ask you a question. What are you going to choose? <laughs> See, people want to be spiritual outside of church. They don't want to be spiritual in church. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant to say they don't want to be spirit. They don't want to come to church and learn to be spiritual. You understand what I'm saying? They want to do their spirituality apart from church. They want to pitch their tent around the church. They want to pitch their tent close to the church. Matter of fact, they want to stay in proximity to the church. Oh, come on, say amen, y'all. Come on, give me some amens, at least a few amens. You understand what I'm saying? But they don't really want to come in the church because what you'll find out is that when you come to church, you will get what you were getting at Moray. You're going to get revelation. You're going to get inspiration. You're going to get illumination. Watch this. You're going to get special revelation from God through his word. Watch this. To transform your life. So what do you do? So my next point is this. Abram's decision. Decisions will dictate his future. This place of Bethel becomes famous for the place where God encounters Jacob. Jacob was in Bethel. He was fleeing his brother Esau, right? He wondered if God was going to take care of him. Imagine at the same place. Come on, somebody. The father of faith has the same encounter. He doesn't have the same encounter, but he's at this place where eventually he'll have to make this decision. Where do I go? Next week, I'll show you what he did. Okay, watch this. Just because you're in church doesn't mean you're going to make right decisions all the time. (laughs) Amen. But can I help somebody something? Stop camping on the east of the church. Come in the church. Stop pitching your tent around the church and get yourself up here and say, I'm going to be part of the church. Are you following me? Jacob's dream in this place. Amen. Was a dream where God says to Jacob, don't be afraid. I got you. Jacob memorialized this place by he was sleeping on a rock. You know why he was sleeping on a rock? Because he was hard headed. I'm going to say it one more time. And then he took all and he anointed that rock because he realized that when you go from hard headed You go to having a sanctified mind because, because God, when he met him there, he changed his, what his mind. And I'm saying that, that here we find Abram, he has pitched his tent, but he still has to make what a decision. May I ask you a question? Are your decisions deterring you? And or has your decisions 
put you on a detour to where God really wants you. Do I have anybody? The text says, the text says that here he is. He pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and what? Ai on the east. Now, Ai is the house of idols. Bethel is the house of God. (laughs) So the next thing that Abram decides is this. He decided to make the right choice. Ask your question. Where has your choices brought you? What has your choices done to your life? Now we could blame everybody else. We could blame our, 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 our economic status, our culture, our family, uh, the bad relationship you had, whatever the situation may be. But can I tell you at the end of the day, the choice is yours. Tell your neighbor the choice is yours. And I want to encourage somebody here today to let you know this, that listen, you can bounce back from a bad choice. But now what you have to do is understand that if you choose the world, You're going to get exactly what the world offers. Jesus said, I offer you peace, not as the world offers you peace. You understand what I'm saying? The world's peace is temporary. The world's pleasure is temporary. First John said, do not love the world, nor the things of the world, right? For all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life. Are you with me? The Bible also says that, 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 that God gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. But saints, can I ask you a question? What do you do when you're between Bethel and Ai? Well, now you know the difference. Now you know the definition. The question is, What choice would you make when you go back to work or when you go back to school or when you go back into your situation and the world presents you an option and the word presents you an option, which will you choose? Are y'all with me? Abram, Abram said, I got a choice to make. And can I tell you something? The next part of this verse really tells me what he did. Can I help you? Before you make a decision, this is the first time we'll see in scripture, the first time that Abram cried out for help. (laughs) You see, when he built the altar, he was still a pagan. Y'all with me? I'm giving you a little Bible history here. He was still a pagan, y'all. You know what I realized? You could still have a little bit of world in you and come to church. And go through the routine of being religious without having a relationship. Without really having, watch this, a, 
a, a deep relationship with God. But not only that, but watch this. But crying out to him. What's the next part of the text? The text says what? What did he do next? What did he do next, y'all? Look what he did. The text says he built. Looked like he became good at built, building altars, huh? Now, you got to remember in his mind, he's a pagan worshiper. He used to be a pagan worshiper. But here's the thing. I believe his conversion comes now. When he moves from just sacrifice to crying out to the Lord. I'm trying to help somebody. To calling on his name. Are you with me? The text says, and he built an altar to the Lord and called. Upon the name of the Lord. And I want to say to somebody here. That you've done a lot of sacrificing. But the last thing I want to tell you is that Abram. Decides. That he would surrender. To the Lord. Do I have anybody here this morning? That understand what I'm really trying to tell you. You've been searching and you've been pitching your tent from here and there. You've been looking. You've been trying to find significance and purpose. But God says when you're ready. You can call my name. When you're ready to stop sacrificing. And start calling on my name. When you call my name, it means that you want me to do something about what you're going through. Do I have anybody here this morning? Can I help you with something? Your behavior changes when you go from a person who was just coming to the altar to a person who comes to the altar, not just to sacrifice, but to worship. And to call on his name. Notice. He came to the altar now. Not just with his sacrifice. But he came. To call. On the name of the Lord. Do I have anybody here this morning. That understands something. That the name of the Lord. Is a strong tower. The righteous. Run to it. And are safe. The name of the Lord will bring you through some of the toughest days of your life. I don't know who you're crying out to, but when you move from just talking to the Lord to crying out to him to say, God, I'm sorry for doing this, for doing that. I'm sorry for choosing the world over the word. I'm sorry for pitching my tent in the wrong places. Do I have a witness here? Do I have anybody here that understands that when you call the Lord, he will show up right on time. He may not come when you want him, but he'll show up right on time. Give God a praise this morning. Tell him thank you. Thank you, Lord. 
that I made the right choice. Hallelujah to his holy name. You know, in the Olympics, there's a game that involves a bunch of guys rowing a boat. And what they do is they row the boat with their backs to the finish line. They can't see the finish line. But at the front of the boat, there's a guy with a horn. (laughs) He sits there shouting, pull, pull, row, row. The guy in the boat, the guys in the boat keep their eyes fixed on the guy with the horn. I wish I had you. While they can't see where they're going, he can. So they fix their eyes on the guy with the horn. He gives them the cadence. Pull, pull, row, row. If you don't know where you're headed, put your eyes on Jesus. Because he knows the finish line. He knows how to get you where you need to go. So that you can finish the race. Can I help you with something? Some of you have found yourself right there. Between Bethel and Ai. And it's a strong pull to Ai. You know why? The world has everything your flesh wants. (laughs) And there's a battle going on with you. Within you. Amen. See, you and I did not know that your flesh was really the culprit before we were saved. But when you get saved, you have a different vantage point. When you get saved, you're up in that mountain and you can see. Oh man, I see it coming. And can I tell you something? The Bible says that inside of you, this war has been going on a long time. The flesh and the spirit. And it still boils down to your choice. And so if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I heard the word of God. And I want to make the right choice. I'm ready to make that decision. I want to seek something spiritual. I've been seeking a lot of things, but I want to seek What's spiritual? You want me to pray for you this morning? You can come. The doors of the church are open. Amen. We want to pray for you. You can come. Come to the altar and we want to pray for you today. If you want to come today, if you're here this morning, you need prayer. Amen. I need prayer. Pastor, I need prayer. Would you come this morning? Amen. Would you come this morning? I want to pray for you that you would make the right choice. That you wouldn't keep I mean keep making the same mistake like like for real like boom boom you keep making the same mistake
over again, over again, over again. Sometimes the lessons in life, we don't learn from them. So we keep repeating them. And so maybe you just need prayer. Listen, everybody has something they're dealing with. And so if you want me to pray for you this morning, I want to pray for you this morning. Amen. If you just need prayer, if you're without a church home or you're you're in transition with churches and you want to come today and be part of this church, uh, we'll give you the right hand of fellowship. You can be part of this church for sure. Amen. Uh, If you have not accepted Jesus into your heart, you say, I'm spiritual, but do you know Jesus? There's the vantage point. And if you want to come today and accept Jesus into your heart, you can do that. If you need to be restored today, amen. We want to pray for restoration for you. Amen. We want to pray for restoration for you today. Would you come this morning?